I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Babe. 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 I'm Laura. And I'm Ryan. And this is Babe. Babe. Welcome back to our <laughs> hit podcast, babe. Oh, it is a hit podcast. It is a hit podcast. Well, thank you so much for the ratings and the reviews. The reviews are great. Yeah. Ryan checks them literally every single day. I'm engaged now. He's engaged. I'm engaged. I I've knew all in. it would take is some attention to get <laughs> him really sucked into this podcast. And so it worked. And no, thank it's you. cool. And it's, I feel like it's building with word of mouth, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know? <laughs> Why? What? nothing you just love your fans i do and i love the fans i know it's like they totally get it and so and the the viewership is uh, uh listenership listenership readership yeah. no it's great yeah so so we're on board stay yeah thank you so much <laughs> my little christmas presents oh, oh ryan and i were just arguing about joshua tree and how he doesn't like it i hate it and i love it i think it was built for instagram i think people like from la just go there to like instagram like a cactus and then i think the town itself is like a tbd have you been there yeah when, when, really when did you didn't go like there it. i went for a dini's bachelorette party oh, okay I went to, we went to the Integratron. I just like, I don't, you know, I don't even really like Palm Springs either. Yeah. I think you Palm don't? Springs. No, I think Palm Springs is like kind of trash. That's it, the first time the I've ever heard you say The food is bad. That. I don't trust a oh, town with. Oh, the food's with, terrible. I don't trust a town with bad food. Like get your shit together. Get a fucking good restaurant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Cheeky's true. is like, Cheeky's is fine. Like if it, Cheeky's was in LA, it would be like a fine place to go mm-hmm. but like because literally everyone is so desperado for good food in palm springs it's like a four-hour wait for cheekies yeah you know what i mean i have to disagree with you though on joshua tree because i really love it there i think it's like a spiritual oasis when have you felt spiritual in joshua tree um multiple times i've felt very spiritual in joshua tree on molly well yeah <laughs> but i went there but also i was not on molly another time and like just really loved it i love like the joshua trees themselves i think are really cool you should throw a surprise party for me in joshua tree i will like ryan's favorite place yeah it's the only place he feels like I home. kind of had a babe moment in Joshua Tree. What happened? Well, I so I was on Grinder. I still am on Grinder, kind of, but this was like You are? Yeah. Like currently? Yeah. Do people message you? Every once in a while, yeah. Do they think you're trans? No. I'm not no, I don't I mean I say I'm a female oh, and like okay. I say my whole deal. I'm not okay. trying to like mislead people. <laughs> no. You're I'm like not, my testosterone levels are high. I, I've had high <laughs> testosterone levels, but yeah. I am not trans. Um I just gone on because I was like in search of a bisexual butterfly to like just fulfill my every fantasy. Totally. And I was on there. I went to Joshua Tree with our friend Ed and we were like at a bar kind of waiting for our other friends to arrive because we had rented this Airbnb for the weekend. And we're on Grinder, like scrolling through guys and going through messages, seeing who's online. And we see this like really like beefy guy on there. And so mm. I start to like message with him and it becomes clear like he's DTF. And I was like, Wait, I'm do you still DTF the correspondence too? on your phone. Probably. Yeah. I want to read it. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Actually, I went on your grinder a few months ago to see like what was what was cooking, mm-hmm. and um, nothing good. On my grinder, yeah, oh, remember? you like went on my account, yeah, just to like see what was cooking, and it was like, uh, no, I take take back the food, take back the food. I mean, was, you know, it's just tough out there on yeah. an app, grinder or Tinder, whatever. Don't go on the apps if you're looking for an entree. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid you are fired (laughs) oh so i went on and i was like this guy he was like pretty buff and like bald but in a hot way oh i love that yeah he was like a hot like bruce willis like baldy and i was messaging with him and then we 
like he sent me a dick pic i sent him like a tit pic and then it was like it seemed like it things well i just have i have what boob pics just saved on my oh, phone right of course like go to yeah, yeah 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 i like just have a couple boob pics that it's yeah. like you can fire off to anyone i used to send like sexual snapchats to people when we lived together dangerous i did like to, to like to thought catalog fan people you probably. had grinder hookups when we lived together i like, did every once in a while i did but i was, I was like, none the wiser no because they always I, happened at tbd times i would it would i would drink like a bottle of kim crawford and then <laughs> invite someone over and i would like not remember a goddamn thing that happened like i love it, that they it would come over it wasn't like a blackout because i've never blacked out before in my life but i would definitely not remember like like i bet there's probably like two guys i've hooked up with that i just don't remember it was like a brownout it was a total brownout yeah um well, tell me what happened so i so i was messaging with him i sent him like my good like boob picture and then He's like, well, I work on like the army base out here because there's like an army base around Joshua Drees. Like, sure. and Ed was helping me like message with him because I just get like f- like flustered whenever I have to message people on dating apps. So Ed was really like leading the force, and he was like, he was like, oh, this guy is like down to come and just pick you up, and then you guys can go somewhere. You should do it. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Tell him yes. And then he was like, going starting to respond, and I was like, wait a second, like. I can't go no, get in a can't. car with a stranger no. that I met off of Grinder. Guys who, like, can do that. Them. Women cannot. Yeah, men can do that. Another just like unfortunate instance of men versus women is yes. that like if you're a gay guy, like you can just go wherever. Men basically. worry about like having a bad hookup. Like women worry about end up. I'm like, dead. I'm not trying to end up in a ditch in yeah. Joshua Tree, as spiritual yeah. as that may sound. A Natalie Holloway moment. Yeah. And so then I was like, we we're like, okay, well, what's like a second option? And we're like, oh, we can just go to, let's go to the airbnb there's two bedrooms Mm -hmm. you can put a like a blanket down over the bedroom that our friends are gonna stay in and he'll come over and you guys can do whatever in that bedroom and ed was like ed was like and i'll just stay in the living room and just to make sure nothing happens and i was like okay so i messaged this guy and i was like you're like, no, it's the good strangle, not the bad strangle. <laughs> I was like, so you can come over to like our Airbnb, but my friend Ed's going to be there, but he'll just be in the living room as like a platonic thing, just making sure. And the guy was like, okay. And uh, so <laughs> we like... I love it. I Nothing know. will get in his way. So we were going to... We were like pretty set up to do it, but then he kind of dropped off messaging. I'm like, I wonder why. Because I like... <laughs> You're like, just so you know, my friend will be in the living room hearing everything we do. Well, I mean, I have to think of my safety first. Well, yeah, of course. I don't blame you for doing it. I just also know that as a guy, that might be like a boner killer. Yeah, it is a boner killer. But like, what else are you going to do in this But I feel like age? if you're a gay guy messaging a woman on Grindr, then you should be down for whatever. Yeah, you should basically you. be like, understand that I'm going to implement my security tactics to make sure that I yeah. am safe and like that it's just a platonic friend in the living room. Yeah. Like, he'll listen to music. It's not like he's going to listen to us fucking. It's just like, it would just it's be a, the friend yeah, in the living room. It's a good move. Yeah, I would yeah. I would say that I stand by, like, if you want to hook up with a guy, you should maybe consider getting a friend in the living room just to, like, monitor. My, just in case. That happened to my friend in college. She hooked up with a guy off Craigslist because it was, like, back in the day, like, mm-hmm. 10 years ago. And my friend Garrett uh, hid in the closet. <laughs> 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 I think a friend having a friend around is a really no. I think it's smart. I think strategic it's a great move. if you're a woman. Like, if you're a woman, I mean, BYOF, bring yeah, your bring your own yeah. friend. They can load up their music, like get yeah. a good playlist on Spotify going, and yeah. then you have like just a, an advocate in your corner. <laughs> should anything go awry, it doesn't that just set, isn't that so sexy? Just like setting the tone for women to give you like I'm gonna bring a friend so you don't murder me. Lol, you gotta Can't do what to you fuck. gotta do in this world. Oh, I know, I know. But anyways, sweet baldy Bruce Willis kind of dropped off and I didn't hear from him for like an hour. And then I think he was like messaging other guys because he was probably on Grinder to hook up with a guy. And then... But he was bisexual, right? I mean, well, yeah. Right? I mean, that's like I say in my profile, like, please, like, are you bi or what? Yeah. So then he messaged me like an hour and a half later and he was like, okay, I'm ready. And I was like, well, it's too late now. Like my friends are here. too late to apologize. Yeah, I was just like, it's too late, baby. What was that song you sang to me when we went to Ojai? What? Oh my God. What was that song you you sang to me in the pool in Ojai? Like you and Christine? Like, what was that song? I don't know. Was it like an Imagine Dragons song? You used to sing this song to me. Like what? a top 40 song. It was like an Imagine Dragons song. I don't think it was an Imagine Dragons. Was but it like, 
What was it? I don't know. I can't remember, but it was hilarious. Well, can you give me like a genre? No, it was like one of those. It was an Imagine Dragons type band, and we were remember we were in that saltwater, fresh saltwater pool or freshwater pool in Ohio, and you were like singing that to me, and it was truly a troll. <laughs> It was like, no, no, no. Do you remember this? Oh my God. No, it wasn't Imagine Dragons. It was like, it's been a oh, long yeah. day without <laughs> you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. That's you're, the best song. You were singing that to me over oh, and over we again. It was truly long. See you again, song it heads. Was, but, and we played that song like, 40 times over that but if you just weekend. sing that if you just sing that part of it over and over again it truly is like psychotic it's been a long day <laughs> since i've seen that you, you my friend and i'll tell you all it. about it when i see <laughs> oh, wait, you again It's a powerful song. That, no, it's terrible. It's That's an about awful Paul song. Walker dying. Are you serious? Yeah. Who who sang it? Paul? No. <laughs> was probably Fast and Furious soundtrack. It was on the Fast and Furious soundtrack. And That's funny. I, my friend Christine and I decided after that weekend, I was like, whoever dies first, the other one has to perform that at the funeral. The funeral? Yeah. That's we incredible. have a we have a deal that's like I've made deals with people for funeral performances. So that's like, I would have to perform it at hers or she would have that's to perform fantastic. it at mine. Yeah. When I went, when I went away with my best friend to Europe, uh, we would just get bored because of talking to each other. Cause you know, it was just us for two months straight. And then, so you would just go, doop Oh yeah. You do that yeah, a lot. No more. I love you. No more. I love you. Annie Lennox is so fucking weird. I love her so much, but it makes you really understand how the 80s were a time where you could be weird and also legitimately successful, make a ton of money, and yeah. like be a pop star. Wiz Khalifa sings to you again. Uh, it was like a fa- it was like a dramatic Fast and the Furious. It's cuz it has rapping in between like, It definitely seemed like an Imagine Dragons genre. It d- does not seem like that. It's on Uber music. It's music you hear in a fucking Uber. There's like that's where I hear all the top 40 is in Ubers. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Anyways. So, yeah, I didn't get my baldy hookup and well, life moved on. Speaking of you hooking up, um, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like we're kind of bearing the lead here because <laughs> Lara did something very off brand and actually had sex with someone. That is rude. I'm like... You pretend Ryan likes to pretend that I never have sex, and, and Laura likes to pretend is, that she does have sex. And the truth is, I do have sex. I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think both of us are wrong. I think, yeah. Well, anyways, <laughs> yes, I did have sex this week, but it comes. This experience is very Herbie fully loaded because it was with a guy that you have a past with, a history, and it's and it's probably since I've known you, it was probably the most babe, babe. I've ever seen you. Really? Like I, oh, yeah. Because you were just, you were crazy. And I had to literally talk to you like, you're being psycho. And you were like, what? Uh, and I'm like, no, no, you're crazy. Well, I like remember vividly like, talking to you on our, on our balcony. Yeah. On our balconies and being like, babe, you're like losing yourself. Here's the deal. Two years ago, I had like a real crisis moment, I would say. And like, I, it's like kind of, falling for this guy and like fucking him threw me into like a just like a downward spiral crisis zone where I realized that my whole life was like deeply deeply fucked up and I needed to like I had some serious shit to do to change my life he was also just like a freak on a lash like he, a, and he a was also a freak freak on a lash it was like he was like he was like had intimacy issues like up the wazoo he was not technically attractive I mean <laughs> he was Okay, have no, you, babe. He if, is. If the if the listeners ha- saw a pic, they would be like, "No, me? he's attractive." And then the girls with daddy issues would be like, "He's hot." Yeah. <laughs> basically, I was like, "Oh my god, this guy basically is the physical embodiment of my or not physical." That sounds really gross. <laughs> it was like fucking my dad, and I love. No, it. it was like this guy is like the emotional and spiritual equivalent of my father, and like. I'm in love with him and I need to get his love in order to like his approval. Get one his approval to like feel like a whole person again. And yeah. so then I became fell down this like deep rabbit hole of being like sickly tortured, addicted, 
crazy in love with this guy and like crazy right now yeah and it was just like it was a lot and it was like and it really the tortured love affair on my was a one-sided thing because i never really expressed to him how i felt about it yeah but he was he was just really i mean he's like a fucked up individual he had drug problems he drank a lot like he would build forts of pillows when you guys would sleep so you wouldn't cross over he'd create physical literal physical boundaries in the bed so you wouldn't cuddle there were there were a lot of red flags and i was like this isn't it was just, it was like, it was complicated. He was like your Adam from Girls, like a little bit. Yeah. He was like, it was someone who was very like sexually open and Yeah, you guys free. had great And we sex had like... Because he was crazy. And yeah, I told you this. We had you incredible have, sex and it was really fun. You have crazy sex with crazy people. And we had like these like really intimate moments of sex, that like kinds of sex that I'd never had before. And then... It just got, and then it was just like, it was too much emotional labor on my half. Like it was driving me crazy and I felt yeah. like just like strung out and like addicted. He was a drug. Yeah. He was, became like a drug kind of feeling for me. So then I broke things off and like, didn't really talk to him. Like just kept my distance because I was like, this is a not like this person doesn't make me feel good. And so I got to like bounce and over the past two years, I've been like doing a lot of therapy. I've been like, you know, I'm on medication and like just in an, I'm just like getting my shit together. Yeah. And, but he was really like, he was just more emblematic of this like time in my life where I was like really avoiding a lot of responsibilities yes. and kind of like just backsliding as a human being. And it has less to do really with him than it has to do with me. Right. And so, so you saw him again. So I saw him again and we've seen each other socially. We've seen each other socially like a few times or whatever, but not really like what made this time different. You didn't even tell me what happened. You just told me you slept with him. Well, I was, we were just drunk and it was like a holiday dinner party at our friend, at our friend's like holiday dinner party that she was hosting and we were just drunk. And then I was like, you know what? I really want to have sex. And I like, this guy's really accessible right now. And I know that I can have sex with him. So what so, did like, you say? Like, how did I just said, initiated? like, what are you doing after this? And he's like, I'm going to go home. And I was like, he's like, do you want to see my, cause he lives in a tiny house right now. He lives in a tiny house. Yeah. What do you mean? He lives in a tiny house. What do you mean? He bought a house and yes. then he built, he has to like redo the whole house. So he lives in a tiny house that he built in like the backyard of his actual house. Where is it? It's in Echo Park. Is it cute? Yeah, it's cute. It's like, it was, we- I knew it was weird and a dicey move, but I like to roll the dice sometimes. And it didn't feel bad. Like it didn't feel bad to me. It didn't feel like weird. Did you guys do like ass play? No. We really? just had regular Oh, you had, had regular, regular sex? sex? That wasn't really your thing. You guys did not have vanilla sex at all you had like chocolate no we had like you had like dark you had dark chocolate you put the dark and dark chocolate no but it was actually it was fun and adventurous but it was also just like too it was like too much too soon i think (laughs) you're having gayer sex than i was i know i was like (laughs) fucking him in the ass yeah you were pegging him right yeah i was pegging him yeah (laughs) it was great do you guys, did you guys have anal sex? Yeah. Oh, I I forgot that, babe. It was a, a was, lot. It was did a you like dream. it? Yeah, I loved it. You really did. I loved it. That's crazy. I loved it. You have no prostate. I don't know what that's about. There's a whole like area in your ass as a woman that is like good to stimulate. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, babe. Not just gay men aren't the only people that can enjoy anal. I sex. know. I just know that we have a G spot. I know, but there's like, I read something recently about an A spot. (laughs) Did you write it? (laughs) (laughs) You're like literally like doing propaganda for like anal sex for women. I love that. I think I swear there's an A spot. I really, I think that anal sex is a great thing and that everyone should try it. I agree. Or if they don't want to, they don't have to. You don't have to, but it's like, give it a shot. Yeah. Just like see how you feel slowly but surely over time work your way into it maybe if that's what you're open to but by no means do you have to do it i'm just saying that it's really great so you guys just had conventional sex we just had conventional sex oh wow just kind of like drunk sex and then woke up the next morning and lolled and it was fine and then had like tried again in the morning and it was just like he made me a coffee, showed me around his new house, told me all the construction that's happening. And we just like laughed. And then I was like, I'm going to get a lift and go home. Okay, good. Yeah. It was not like it didn't feel. Maybe that's the coda you needed. In the time, like 
in the morning sex time, I was like, I think the spell has been broken. Like I didn't feel the same way that I'd felt two years ago where I was just like, oh my God, like spinning out. And I don't feel that way now. I'm just like, okay, that was fun anyways. And like, am I going to try and date this person? No. Am I going to try and like emotionally invest, like over invest in this person? No. I'm just going to like journal and like continue to take Prozac. (laughs) (laughs) If I hadn't found Jonathan so quickly, I would have definitely had a experiences with assholes because i secretly love assholes too i like being i like i like pushing people's buttons but i love it when they push mine back and so that is a very comfortable space for me to be in yeah is getting a guy trolling me a little bit but like that troll can be like kind of damaging well for me it's like Like, i i really do want to seek or i've had a proclivity towards seeking the love of people who can't give me the kind of love that I need because mm-hmm. it's like a bigger win if I go like if I could change this person and get him to like love me back in the way I love him then it's like I've won and like I've fixed all my daddy issues through right. that but if I can't it just reinforces all the negativity that I tell myself anyway so then it becomes this whole like downward spiral of like re-traumatizing myself and like reopening all those old wounds and then <laughs> And so Sounds when hot. I did that, I know it was, <laughs> I think it was hot. It really was hot yeah. for me. Like, I like that kind of stuff sometimes. Like, I like, like, a like, I like, like, sad sex sometimes. Yeah. And so. Oh, I want, I missed out on having that kind of sex. Well, honey, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't necessarily recommend it. No, but, I know. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to have met Jonathan because I feel like I broke the cycle and found someone who. Like this delicious blend of a human who is so genuinely kind, but also knows to troll me in a very affectionate way, but never in a dark way. So it's like, it's the secret sauce. It's like the, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I want someone who's like really smart and like can, can do the banter with me and do the back and forth. And this person was like that to some extent, but then there was also just like so much darkness on his side. And I feel it's like, if you give it a break and then come back around and like, just do like a remember when fuck you probably after years have passed, you're both a little bit different. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I think we're both like in different places and this doesn't feel like loaded and it just is like whatever and not a big deal. It's not like, doesn't bear the same weight that it used to two years ago. That's good. And so it's like, it's fine. I mean, it's just whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's interesting because I think back about that journey and for me, that's really been about like confronting issues like with my family and with myself and like getting, it was just like it, it signified, it was just emblematic of like a long journey of self-reflection that I'm still on but like thankfully feel like I'm in a much better place now and I feel like I've grown as a human being yeah I think that's good yeah I had two kind of guys that were like that for me but we never hooked up but it was like it was you know it was Rob (laughs) Rob yeah I like Rob so I met Rob at a friend's party and he was extremely sexy extremely charismatic um just like he's hot yeah he's got a certain thing about him Mm -hmm. and uh he (laughs) me and him were bonding over like both loving shoegaze and he was like oh he's like i got a song for you i want to i want to play you a song and i was like okay cool so he's like it's in my car and i was like oh my god and i i was experiencing an interesting summer because i lost 30 pounds (laughs) and came out about having cerebral palsy so it was all sort of happening for me it really was like the ugly duckling becoming a swan Mm -hmm. and having this kind of newfound confidence and this new kind of sense of self, which I'd never had before because I felt like Grendel for literally the majority of my life. Yeah. And so it was like this new power that I didn't quite know how to harness or use correctly. And, but, but in, it had got me male attention, which I'd never gotten before. So anyway, who's he? Uh, so Rob takes me to his car and he plays this song that's like pretty cool. And he sings it. To, <laughs> he sings it to me. And, and he's like kind of grabbing at my shirt and it's like very like sexual. It feels like we're about to kiss. And then the song ends and he's like, all right, see you inside. Bye. And just leaves me in his car. Lol. Well, yeah, because he's like, but he's, no, he's like a little a, manipulative. A seductress he's a, who he's wants a seductress to, and he's he a little manipulative. rope you in and then yes. get you out. But I, but, I, but you are into, you've been 
no, historically I know. into that. I know. And I, but then, but then I get really upset. It's yeah. really interesting. It's like this thing happens to me and it's like, duh, of course that would happen. But then I get enraged because I'm like, how dare you? Because, but also I think what you're, the person you're really mad at is yourself. Yeah, of course. Because to, it reinforces like a negative self-talk that you've told yourself to like find that person that you know can't like yeah it's intriguing no, no, but totally. never gonna go there with well, you. well i i'm not saying like, i actually think rob and i would have probably like legit hooked up well okay so i kind of like bitched rob out eventually were you at this party where i was ryan held about a it? real grudge about this and oh like, i held a grudge you were so mad for it was so the gr- it was the grudge report i yeah. was i was mike grudge creator yeah. of silicon valley the grudge yeah it was yeah <laughs> hiding it was in the, the corner grudge going so much together and yeah <laughs> um and uh, I, I, but I eventually talked to him about it because he actually reached out to me and was like, "Hey, are you mad at me about something?" And I was like, "I am, as a matter of fact." I love that it got back to him that you were mad at him about. You this took me in your car, Ryan. I think probably <laughs> spent the greater part of a year telling everyone about this encounter and how furious he was and i love that he finally heard through the grapevine and then reached out to you for like facebook messages maybe or instagram <laughs> or something like that anyway so we we had it out at this like party i forget what mm-hmm. and were you there i think you were there it was that warehouse party that matt rich was hosting or something like that were you there i don't know anyway i don't think you were there and he assured me that he wasn't trying to manipulate me and he's really sorry and it was fine it was really good and then we also but he's so crazy because literally like he's so sexual and he's so flirty that like you know he says he apologizes and he says you know that he like likes my ass or something like that i'm like ah i'm like like and then jonathan's like next to me and i'm like it's one of those he's just one of those guys where i'm like i can't resist him mm-hmm. i just can't he's got whew, like he's just there's something about him and, and you know, it's not like there's something about him he's just conventionally attractive has a great body and is very charismatic it's yeah like, it's not much of a riddle to that i mean it yeah it's and, not like an inexplicable no it's not inexplicable <laughs> inexplicable see i get flustered even talking about him it's so fucked up and then there was this other guy this was truly lol bob (laughs) rob and bob Bob and rob so bob bob was friends with a mutual frond and we we hung i would see him out and about we'd have like a really flirty vibe and he was just like again what a seductress but like always blue balled me and like we never hooked up and well, I think at a holiday party a few years ago, before I met Jonathan, we finally kissed at the party, mm-hmm. and I was like so thrilled. I was like, and he's crazy. I mean, yeah, I had, he I had was heard crazy. that he's crazy, no, mm-hmm. he's actually crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so excited. He's so hot. And then I'm like, <laughs> I literally go over to my friend. I'm like, I'm like Bob, and I just kissed. And then like. Well, he's kissing someone else right now on the stairs. And I turn around and he's making out with someone else two minutes later. And I'm like, this is bullshit. Smash- I was enraged, of course. Yeah. So then smash cut to me at Akbar with Jonathan. And I, who do I run into? I run into Bob. And then Bob like tries to come over and gives me a hug. And I'm like, no, Bob. No. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm oh, like, I was there when this happened. Were you there? This was the l- night that I said goodbye forever to Akbar for like two years. Oh, right, right, right. It right. was everyone was like so lit. I miss when you used to go to Akbar. Babe, I, I just I had miss it. It just got to be too much. I know, for but me. we need to revisit. Maybe I will. You know. Anyway, I never so, say never. So anyway, ran into Bob. I was like, Bob, don't come near me. Like, I'm really mad <laughs> at you. <laughs> and Bob, Bob was like, what do you mean? I'm like, Ryan what? It was you? like in the Sex in the City movie when Charlotte is like, no. No, <laughs> to when like Big tries to like come get Carrie after the wedding. And I know. Then Charlotte's like, don't you come here. And like <laughs> Ryan gets really indignant and like oh, tells someone a thing or two. I really like get lit. And yeah. then And then he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, you know what you did, Bob. You know what you did. You kissed me and then you kissed someone else two minutes afterwards and you humiliated me and you did it on purpose. And actually, to be fair, he like completely copped to it. I was like, you're right. I'm really sorry. <laughs> but, well, yeah. it was, but it was like, it was drama and John- Jonathan was there just like his jaw dropped. We had just started dating and Jonathan was just like, Oh my God. Amazing. And he was like, Whoa. Cause I get, I get a little Sid vicious. I, I just don't like, I don't like it. it tr- here's the thing. It trolls me because I think as a gay man, I've always been jealous of, I call them free scone people, like mm-hmm. very, very hot people that can kind of just, you know, move through life and things just happen to them. You know, it's like, Oh, I just met this guy in the produce aisle, like I'll And then we just decided like, Let's go to Palm Springs for the weekend. And then we just like did that. And now we just like, like that, you know, it's like life moves at a faster pace because 
they're beautiful. And But that's like your perception of it. That's not well, necessarily that, the truth. But no, but like things like that do like things happen to them in terms of romance mm-hmm. that don't happen to me mm-hmm. or people that are not free scone people, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's just, you're, if you're very, very hot, you have a different experience moving through life. You just yeah. do. And, uh, but no, I mean, but, but is it like, is it fulfilling? Is it, does it fix everything? No, of course not. But like, I am envious of that because I've always wondered what it would be like to like have the kind of looks that you could utilize in a real way. Do you know what I mean? But like, that's real. Like, yeah, but I think that you put an extravagant amount of weight on that. I think yeah. you put more, it's heavier for you, put more weight on it than it actually it truly is in I c- I totally agree, but it just, it, you know, it's, I, I made a huge mistake and I <laughs> didn't have sex with a woman for 10 years. <laughs> 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 and honestly, honestly, if I could give my 20-something self, because I don't believe in mistakes, but if I could give my 20-something self uh, any advice, I would be like, Ryan, just get a dick in your ass immediately, please, because you're mm-hmm. creating insane damage to yourself. Like you are. Like yeah. it is not good for your self-esteem, your well-being to go a decade without sex. Mm-hmm. And um, like I remember like I had this boyfriend uh who wanted to fuck and a decade without sex is a real babe. Oh. <laughs> and but by the way, it makes you babe out in extreme ways. Yeah. And like, like you it, feed you feed It's a babe that ricochets to other babe. babes. Yeah. It's a babe that leads to other babes. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. And it really trolls you because on a deep psychic time, level. It's like one year goes by and you're like, Wow, oh my God, I haven't had sex in a year. And then like you're like then another year goes by and you're like, Oh my god, I haven't had sex in two years. And then you you create a narrative like I'm so sad. I haven't had sex in two years. So then another year goes by and then you're just like, wow, now well, this is who I am. I'm just a person that doesn't have sex because I haven't had sex in three years. And then it becomes like, oh, it's no story. And so then, and then you get scared of it. So that's what would happen to I'm me. I'm like for you, not me. Cause I haven't. <laughs> well, so I went, I went probably two years without sex living in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then when I moved to New York, actually I did have the option to have sex and I just <laughs> became so scared of it that I just turned it down. Yeah. Like, and I'm talking about anal sex. Yeah. I, I, I still gave blowjobs, but there would still be, there would still be times when I was in my mid twenties and was like dating Percocet full time where I would go like a year without being kissed. Mm-hmm. Like a year of no physical contact with any boys. I mean, I was just so terrified. I was just like a guy would approach me and I'd run away screaming and, uh, it just sucked. And and it's, it's something that I think at 31 and being in a like long-term relationship, I'm still dealing with the effects of what that did to me as a person. Yeah. And it fucks me. Cause it's it significant. Fucks it fucks you up because now it's like, now I feel like I like the way I look. I like my body. And I take care of it and blah, blah, blah. And it feels empowering. But it also, like, I, I need validation in a real way because mm-hmm. I didn't get it for so fucking – I was ignored for so long, you mm-hmm. know? And um, I just wish I didn't have that bottomless pit of, like, need and validation from men. I yeah. just wish I didn't have it because it's not chic. Well, you, you can't know? wish it away. But you can just, like, nourish that part of yourself in other ways. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's just hard and it's got, hard. You know, it's hard. It's a everyone journey. has their own like babe sexual like hang ups and like I just wish I there's just there was this one guy I was dating and we had such good sex, minus anal sex, and he wanted to fuck me. It was like three PM in the afternoon. It was like in Greenpoint, we were in his bedroom. And I remember so vividly being like, This is a turning point because this is someone I actually care about where I'm dating. We've been dating for three months. Like I should fuck him. Like we would have and also Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Could have amazing sex like mm-hmm. it would everything would be good mm-hmm. and i said no and i remember thinking oh this is like the turning point this is like the turning point of like that was a mistake and i should have done it and now that i didn't do it 
I'm going to pay for this with like much longer celibacy because if I can't have sex with this person who is great, then I'm really fucked. You know what I mean? I'm like really fucked up. Yeah. And I should have done it. I honestly like that's the thing. If I could go back, I would like dick slap my 23 year old self and Mm -hmm. be like, get it together. Fuck him. It's going to, it's going to be amazing. And also all the power that you've given to sex and not having it is going to go get erased. That's the crazy thing. It's like it gets so much power and then it can be erased with just one sexual experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're like, Oh my God, why was I freaking out about that? That was so fun. Not a big deal. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, so that is a regret, <laughs> regret of mine. Um, and I don't know what to do <laughs> because it, what's done is done. And now well, I what's have, done is done. You and now only... I have sex a lot, but it's just, yeah. it's just sort of, uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I had guys turn their face away when I tried to kiss them. It was sad. I know, but ba- like, <laughs> She, I don't know. What she uses your face. She's like trying to like create some positive spin, but she's actually like that's horrifying and sad. But you're like trying to like figure out like a positive spin. <laughs> I'm like I'm no, sorry. Literally, you're like I'm say. sorry. That's a horrible <laughs> thing. You're like, I, I could just see your eyes. Your like soul just left your body because like that is a really horrible thing to ha- happen to you. I and you were cover just, up my You were reaction. trying. You could. You were just like. <laughs> the color drained from your face and you were just trying to think of something positive to say. There's nothing positive to say when you go in to kiss the guy and he literally turns away. It's horrible. Also, yeah. there was the guy that I tried to kiss when I was 19 and he said he had Lyme disease and he said it, it would hurt his body to kiss me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I went through real shit. And then, and yeah, you know, it was a lot of <laughs> longing and wanting. But now it's different. It's totally different. And, and I, and I feel so good about myself and going to the gym and working out is really good for myself and my self esteem. And it gives me, it creates a positive relationship with my body, which I've never had before. I've always seen my body as, uh, basically uh a place of failings you know mm-hmm. just constant failings mm-hmm. because it has i'm fcp and i it's what i can't do you know i can't do this i can't do that and then going to the gym and taking care of myself it's like oh my god my body is actually very strong and i can do a lot of amazing things with it which yeah. is really really fucking awesome and it also makes me look better naked which is a it's a it's a win-win all around yeah um and but now it's like this weird thing too like where i do want to fuck or i do want to fuck like a lot Mm -hmm. and um you know like other people and whatnot but it's it's a it's it's a it's a blurry line because part of me is like i want to do that because i didn't sow my wild oats which is very real but then part of me is like does it feed into my like bottomless pit of like validation well, yeah, I'm sure it's a little but, bit of both. But here's the thing, too. Sorry, I'm like going on a tangent. Mm-hmm. This is like, okay, sorry. I'm like, this wrap is, it up. Is, I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about things because remember when I got addicted to having any massages like mm-hmm. really badly? Yeah. Like, it was just, it went to a dark place and I was like going to like unclear apartments on like Fountain and La Brea. And yeah. like, it was awful. So part of the reason why that was awful was because those, I was paying those guys to do that to me. So it was not, it was not a two way street. So I left feeling more of like a gremlin because I was like, I just had to pay someone to touch me. Yeah. I think what's great about hooking up with someone in a non-happy ending session and it, is that you don't pay them. It's it's mutual. Like this person wants to <laughs> see you naked. And it's I love a, that realization. It's an experience. No, I know. <laughs> I think what's actually great about like hooking up with someone who wants to hook up with you without having to pay I know. Them. I know. But like, but because of my relationship, that was sort of the way that I could scratch that itch. I know, but don't you Without think- getting into trouble. But it, but it ended up doing much more damage with, on me because, uh, to me because- I was paying someone to touch me and that felt really gross yeah. and sad. And like every disabled Well, that feeds back into stri- liking, nightmare. like being attracted to psychos that you know are just going to string you along and then not give you what you want. That's yeah. like, sim- that's very parallel to that. It's just getting the same feeling in a different way. There was this one Masur guy that I saw that was actually a porn star, even though I never saw his work, who was like daddy and very sexy. And he actually was into me. Like he actually like was very attracted to me. And that mm-hmm. felt like a very positive experience because I knew he wasn't doing it because he like, you know what I mean? It was like a very mutual, like fun, sex positive thing. Yeah. So that felt really good. But like, I also can't just go back to that journey anymore because it was so dark and like mm-hmm. weird <laughs> for me <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> i don't know how we got here i feel like this i need a weird into like a very intense therapy session i know but i think they're fi- i think that's fine i think the readers are here for it the readers i'm oh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> i think the viewers love it <laughs> 
the ratings are in I and the viewers the love readers. it. You always call them the I readers. Think, I don't think you should be scared of this conversation, though. I don't think you should, because I think that they're going to be DTF with it. I do. Anyways, all right, let's move on to, I guess, funny things. I don't well, know. I- <laughs> Should we, like be, all the should we be funny today? All the listeners like unsubscribed. Yeah, <laughs> like they like take back oh, their Oh, please. I think they're like music. gripped. I think, like, <laughs> I'm I, sure. People, people love conflict. Nothing like some drama to stir it's things up. Conflama. Jack McFarlane said conflict and drama. Mm, conflama. Yeah. It is some conflama. It's conflama. But I would like to get back to a place of lols. Yeah, yeah. Because let's that's where the, I really let's, function. Let's find the road to lols. It's where I'm at my best. So we were talking about... Um, at the end of this like hookup or whatever that I had recently, it was like hanging out at this guy's house and his house is under construction. He's like showing me. And then I was just thinking like, wow, the last couple guys I've slept with have been these men who are like trying to build their dream house essentially. But I was like, you know what? I really, I want to like give myself permission to build like my dream house and see that as like a possibility for myself. Wait, are you talking like literally? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was just a moment where I was like, I don't know. I did not know. I'm not expect that. To- <laughs> what? What were you thinking? Were you thinking I was I speaking know, in like a deep metaphor? I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know like where you were going with the dream house story, but I did not know it was going to land with. And I realized like, I want to build my own dream house. Yeah. That's what it was. I was like, <laughs> wow. I think, cause that's I feel like I've told break. myself a lot, like, or it's just like, especially when you have like financial problems yeah. or like work is slow for like a year or two years that you're just like fuck i'm never gonna build like i'm never gonna have anything like i'm gonna be homeless right and like so and then i have like been fucking these guys that like are building their dream houses and i'm like you know what i can be a fucking guy with a dream house yeah girl. i'm gonna build my dream house and give myself permission to like allow that into my life and to allow that to happen yes and like that's my biggest journey building a dream house yeah or just like building a dream life you gotta be a dream house to build a dream house yeah so where would you build it i don't know Uh, that's my worst nightmare i need a house that's turnkey ready well no babe i'm saying like not necessarily literally like i want to go buy a house and gut it out and make it my dream house but i want to like find and build my dream like i want to have a dream house that i like oh okay that makes more sense okay i thought it was like you were, uh, you, like I want to get into real estate yeah, and go buy a lot and like yeah. build, build a house on a lot yeah. somewhere and like that's really my no yeah. I just want to give gonna, myself permission to have a house oh okay I just want to have a house confused. that I like I was like is she getting into real yeah no I'm saying that I just want to oh like God. I too would like to like own a house someday sure, yeah. that I love and yes. like I would like to usher okay. into my life a narrative of that I can achieve that dream yes I really do believe like getting all the things is truly faking it to you make it. I honestly think that people that are like pessimistic and um, they don't get the things they want. You have to kind of be a delusional diva. Looking back to where I was like two years ago versus now has been a journey of like reintroducing myself to myself and like get and like giving myself permission to do a lot of things like build the dream house or whatever. And so it's like, that's, I guess, my big takeaway. Good. I'm like, everyone go out, fuck someone that really <laughs> triggered you in a variety of ways and made you have a meltdown, and then see how you feel now. And then realize that you want to build a dream house. Yeah. And then try and tell Ryan O'Connell about it and confuse him. Yeah. I was really confused. <laughs> I was like, she's going to get into flipping houses. I'm like, real no, estate. All right. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Honey. Anyway. Anyways. Um. Hey, aren't you getting Botox for Christmas? I already got Botox. I know, but aren't you going to get it when you go back? I might get more. I might get, try and get lasers because my stepmom has all these lasers that are You actually do. Like, your Botox like looks good. Yeah, I know. And actually, it does make you look younger. What was really weird when she was doing Botox on me is she's like, well, do you want, how do you want it to look? Like, do you want it to look natural? Or do you want to look like done? And that's, I guess, a question that people get asked when they that's, get fillers. Who and would stuff. be like, I want to no, look I done. No, I was like, I don't, I was like, do people actually say they want to look done? And she's like, yeah, that's a, like a style that people that's really like. Weird. Like I can't, I'm, I'm just like, so I'm just a very like natural yeah. beauty type of person. <laughs> It's a little bit I'm about me that you naturally don't know. beautiful just like feature like natural beauty. I don't but need like, to wear a lot of makeup because I'm beautiful. But I don't wear I don't wear a lot of makeup or like 
do my hair really crazy or anything. Like I just, I just don't, that's just like not how I present myself and not how I like to do my like beauty routine. Yeah. So like when it comes to doing sort of like maintenance things like a Botox or fillers, like I would be like, I would like to look as naturally myself as possible. Just like my most natural state. And so I would never think to be like, yeah, I want to look done. Like I went through a wind tunnel, but some people really want to look that way and they like that aesthetic, which is wild. I just didn't know that that was. And so when you see people that look like that, it's deliberate. That's what they wanted. It's deliberate. They wanted to look. I would say probably 90% of the time it's deliberate. And they were like, this is how I want to look, which is shocking. But like, whatever the other day someone with a lot of plastic surgery posted a selfie and she said hashtag no filter and i read it as hashtag no filler yeah so i'm like i'd love to get like a little like laser action or like yeah. some sort of thing i don't know it's nice i'm just grateful that i have a family member that does this stuff because i couldn't get it in la if i wanted to so yeah that's fun. i'm good. excited to see what your face looks like after christmas i know um should we read what people have written in have people written in anything yeah let's yeah let's read some stuff and then we'll do babe of the week yeah um yeah so ryan writes in (gasps) not ryan o'connell but what if i was like writing into our own that would be amazing um he said hi babes i just listened to the latest episode with a semi-deep dive into gallery girls and though and thought I needed to bring your attention to another one-season reality show gem called Beverly Hills Nannies. It's what happens when you dunk Vanderpump Rules into an ice bath so watered down because it (laughs) aired on ABC Family prior to the freeform identity crisis. Head out on a journey with nine to ten, five to ten nannies whose names I can't remember who think they have it made because they take care of Beverly Hills elite kids with parents like Cindy Margulis and someone who is a half sister to Carrie Fisher. It's got oh babe written God. all over it with friendship and career drama, lights amount of, light amounts of alcohol to never challenge the ABC fam notes and standard Los Angeles B-roll. There's oh, wow. Also, one hot Australian man in the cast, and they get their money's worth with Manny puns like eight times per episode. I'm here for it. I think I remember this show. I, I don't remember it. I remember it being around, but I don't think I watched it. But I I live for like a one season reality show. Like, oh, that's yeah, like my it's favorite so, genre. It's so damaging that they can never do season two. Yeah. Like NYC Prep. Like NYC Prep. Or NYC hey Prep Paula. was everything. NYC Prep. Hey, Paula. High Society. Uh, the Whitney Houston reality show. Yeah. NYC Prep is probably one of my favorites. I need to rewatch that. I feel like I did just rewatch it, but I need to rewatch it again. I liked it, but didn't fully like love it. When did like, you watch it? I watched it when it was out. Oh, honey, you need to rewatch it again. But I have revisited again, and it is like very big. It's incredible. But, like, my- Jesse, the, the inbred girl who's like in love with her gay best friend, PC. Yeah. Like, my favorite one season was High Society. Like, we'll always yeah, be High Society. I know. I didn't watch all those episodes. You had, didn't you have the episodes? Yeah, they're on YouTube. <laughs> the best thing to actually happen in 2017 was someone alerted me to the fact that all of High Society oh, was girls. on YouTube. Rich Girls. Oh, yeah. Is a- Rich Girls is iconic. Rich Girls is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. You could but the not most, do that like, again. one of the most babe things that can ever happen is just a one season of a reality because show. It just, because everyone goes so hard. They just, they like, they destroy season. themselves. They destroy their lives. And they, it's so dark that you just can't ever go back to another season. I will say, though, like, one season reality shows was definitely like an early aughts thing. I think that when people became more savvy, like they knew exactly what to do. Yeah. Like one season reality shows kind of connote that there was like an experiment that went horribly wrong. But or there's for the still some. Wrong. There's yeah. still, it, uh, they, every once in a while one breaks through. Like, cause the Paris Hilton's reality show on Oxygen. Oh my God. That was only a one season. That, and that was, was truly the world according to Paris was one of the darkest reality <laughs> shows so I've dark. ever seen in my <laughs> life. Brooke Mueller always having a breakdown. Brooke Mueller was addicted always to crack. Always having like, a breakdown. In and out of rehab, having like a scream cry breakdowns to <laughs> Kathy Hilton, who was also on the show. Yeah, I know. Of and course. like, Paris got arrested for cocaine possession in Vegas when she was dating that guy, Cy Waits or whatever. And it was like, it truly was just like, wow, how I love dark. That Paris hasn't gotten married. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. But also Paris is true garbage because she's like a white supremacist. Like the thing about Paris that really trolls me is that Paris Exposed came out when, you know, she didn't like, she didn't pay her storage locker fee. Yeah. And it was like her saying the N word, like her, she's homophobic. She said gay guys all have AIDS. Like she's truly a vile person. It like, was she, videos of her being like a monster. She and honestly no one, is, she's honestly Jules Kirby adjacent. Yeah. In terms of her awfulness. And then she's everyone's at, given she, her a pass and somehow remembered her as this like cute thing, but it's I don't like, get no, it because she's 
kind of an awful a vile person. like white power fucking piece of shit yeah like I, I don't know why people yeah give her such a pass i don't really understand because all the things that jules kirby well, said on high society had, like a good pr team to like yeah. cover it all up but it still exists on the internet if you want to go see it it's like I know, she's it's really truly easy. just like racist and homophobic yeah it's and awful. then somehow pivoted to then become like a gay icon which is a true lol because it's like what but yeah it's i i just don't did you read ann coulter's tweet she babed out no what did she say she was like talking about how she like lives a quiet life of desperation because she's single (laughs) (laughs) you need to look it up it's incredible she's she's kind of my queen she's a babe she's she's terrible she's like she's awful she's awful doesn't she do it on purpose though i can't tell i don't think so I feel like there's a definite like contingency. Milo does. There's a contingency of babes that act like babes so that they it's like part of their shtick. And I feel like she and Milo and like all those types of people. I mean, are she definitely like knows like what to do. Like she knows what she's doing. But yeah. I also do think that she's like a vile person. And like yeah, I don't. Do believe. I think that she's like truly happy with her life? TBD. No, no. but she hangs up with gay guys. Yeah, which is really weird. It's weird. What are you going to do? Yeah, except for light a candle and hope that they find light better candle, girlfriends. Say a but yeah, I would say everyone should watch the world according to Paris because it truly is like, it's an explosion of darkness in the best way possible. Yeah. I hope it it's is. on like iTunes or something. I wouldn't be surprised if she got it taken off because it really is like damaging it's not to the chic. brand. It's yeah. unchic. It's really not chic. But honestly, I think she kind of comes off fine i think it's peculiar. she comes off fine because she's just not do she's like she kind do of anything. secondary it's like everyone around her to find like situations in which she doesn't have to do much and she just hires like a crazy because she psychic to do she all doesn't really everything. have like a personality no. so she just like it's but it's supposed to be like about how fabulous her world is and you realize that she's surrounded well, by garbage because her, her real personality is like this gruff like voiced racist just like <laughs> oh, like you know and then she like puts on this performance of being like coquettish and having this baby voice and like being like a little sweet girl mm, but yeah. she's really just true trash yeah it's um did it's you, a must watch did you hear about what bijou phillips did what? So I'm like a huge Bijou Phillips fan. Are you talking about the thing where that guy came out and said she bullied him? Yeah, on yeah. the set of Bully, yeah. LOL. Yeah. And then Heather Matrazero, who was in Welcome to the Dollhouse, said that on the set of Hostel 2, uh, Bijou Phillips choked her and said that I'm going to make you relapse on this film. Because uh, Heather was sober. Really? Yeah. Bijou has always no, been... I've always... Bijou is like a dark cloud Bijou of is psychoness babe no no she's a total babe and like i feel like she, she got a pass because no one cares about her really except for like me well she <laughs> was like really hot in the 90s and like in the 90s early for sure. yeah she but was she, like she was like heroin chic like but she whatever. was also vi- she's also like a paris hilton person who's like vile and homophobic and i read on on, on oh no they didn't because i sometimes go on and mm-hmm. they didn't and someone said that uh when casey johnson died she took like her and Tila Tequila like had dogs and Bijou um took the dogs and had them put down. Uh, took them away from Tila and killed like killed them. And her when Casey died, this is so stupid, but when Casey died, Bijou and uh Nikki were there to like take her things and stuff like that. Like there's footage. Really? Yeah, because they were like her best friends. Bijou Phillips is a true. She's babe. really. She's always been a babe with a question. And also, Huge, the biggest question. She's mark. married to another babe, which is uh, Danny Masterson. Well, he. It's a true. <laughs> Everything about his life is babe. It's uh, like Scientology, that shit show on Netflix. Well, yeah, and him raping like all the ranch, and then being a these... rapist, a serial yeah. rapist. He and Bijou. That's a holiday Christmas card. I would not want to get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh my god! They are truly existing in the biggest question mark, babe bracket. But I, but I implore any of you to do a deep dive into Bijou Phillips. It's interesting. She's had a really crazy life. She's awful, and well, she comes from like a psychotic family. And too. Dan- Daniel's thing was like kind of fascinating because he talks about how Brad Renfro burst into tears when Bijou was making fun of him. Yeah, and was like, please, because this Poor is sweet this Brad. Is, well, this is also dark because I think Brad Renfro was. Uh, molested mm-hmm. like by like by Joel Schumacher on the set of the client and also 
Brian Singer on the set of App Pupil. So he got like raped and abused like the way that Corey Haim and like Corey Feldman did, which like, gee, you wonder how these people all like die at 25 of drug problems. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm. anyway, so it was like sad to see Brad come to his defense and like yeah. be an ally while Bijou Phillips is just like being a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Anyway, dark times. Dark times. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nothing. I'm just thinking about Bijou and I feel haunted. Yeah. Bijou is a haunted house. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's not the one. <laughs> she's definitely not the one. She's not. Oh my God. Wait, I forgot that I had a friend that was friends with her Who? In, New- in New York and she knew I was a fan. And so she called Bijou uh, up for me and I talked to Bijou on the phone. What did you say? I don't know. She called her Beige. Beige? She's like, Beige. I'm with my friend Ryan. He's a huge fan. What did Bijou say? He's like, oh my God, thank you. I think she read something I wrote for Thought Catalog that my friend had sent her and she Uh loved it. And she's like, yo, I think it was like the James Franco interview I wrote. Mm -hmm. She was like, oh my God, that James Franco interview was hilarious. I was like, thank you, Bijou. (laughs) You've a loaded history with Bijou. I do. Me and Bijou. Bijou needs to listen to this so she can start the healing process. But she came, did she come, she came out and was like, I'm sorry for doing that. She did, but only because she had to. Also. I love that. I she, guess you like, can't be called out for being like a bully that no, ruined people's you can't lives. Be like, and then double down and be like, "Fuck you." No, that's what Andy Dick basically did. People yeah. were like, were like, he's like, whatever, fuck it. <laughs> I kind of love when a person's just like, "Fuck you" about it. It's like, okay, stick to I your love guns. That, like, I guess I love that Harvey Weinstein's team is still issuing like defenses. It's like, honey. honey Go like the jig like, is up. Yeah, like, like the, your job is done. Yeah. I mean, like literally, like do not. Like, I know it's like, like what it's are a, you accomplishing like, by doing this? Literally, you think you're going to issue it for attraction? People are like, oh my god, you're right. He's not bad after all. Like, like he could sway anyone's mind. Or it's point. like, or it's like you're going to be like, okay, well, he did rape like all those women and then bully them, but like actually, this one thing that Salma this Hayek one thing he said didn't really do. is like, yeah, he didn't really do it. Oh, that Salma Hayek op-ed was. Yeah, insane. that was insane. Um, it was so good, but this, also it's so triggering on literally 4,000 different levels. Oh, yeah, for you? Oh, yeah. my God. It, oh, like, my God. Oh, it was that. truly, it was a trip down trigger memory lane. <laughs> <laughs> but then also it becomes like a fucking a guy two years later healing story because you realize how far you've come. Exactly. Yeah. And, so... Um, this kind of leads into your babe of the week. This does lead into my babe of the week. And that is Mario Batali because he, I'm just like now obsessed with men's, anyone's apologies. Like, cause people just truly oh, are, they don't know how to apologize. No, they don't. And, and it's so insane. Mario Batali sent out this like apology email to, I guess people that are subscribed to like Mario Batali's like email list, which is like, I wish that I had been before now I know. because I was like, wow, I could have, it's very like goop adjacent. And also Gwyneth is good friends with Mario. Mm, not anymore. Not anymore. They well, did that pu- whole reality series. Not publicly. Yeah. Also just look at him though. He kind of looks like a sexual predator. Oh, I mean, he has all the hallmark, like but all those chefs, features. It's, it's an extremely toxic environment towards women. I mean, it's the chefs are just like the worst. So Mario sent out an apology letter for his past behavior of sexual misconduct. And he looks like John Voight in Anaconda. <laughs> yeah. Like a ginger John Voight. Yeah. Yeah. He got fired from the Chew, which was a show I didn't know existed. But. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So Mario Batali's email said, as many of you know, this week there has been some news coverage about my past behavior. I have made many mistakes and I am so very sorry that I've disappointed my friends, my family, my fans, and my team. (laughs) My behavior was wrong and there are no excuses. I take full responsibility. Sharing the joys of Italian food, tradition, and hospitality with all of you each week is an honor and a privilege. Without the support of all of you, my fans, I would never have a forum in which to expound on this. I will work every day to regain your respect and trust, MB. P.S. In case you're searching for a holiday-inspired breakfast, these pizza dough cinnamon rolls are a fan favorite. And then a link to the recipe. Honey, that's a recipe for disaster. What the fuck are you thinking? You're like, yum. You know what gets me hungry for those cinnamon rolls? Mm. (laughs) Like, no one knows how to actually apologize is the thing. It's too late to apologize. Yeah. 
So <laughs> Mario's my babe of the week. And even though the cinnamon rolls did look really good. They did. They look really good. I really wanted one this morning. I really would love. I'd love nothing more than a cinnamon roll. Weren't you going to bake? What happened to that? I don't know. I just haven't had time. <laughs> I really want you to bake something. Well, maybe I'll do it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So, yeah. Maybe you can bake those cinnamon rolls. Yeah. Maybe I'll bake Mario's cinnamon rolls. You should and bring them to a party. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Be like, you guys, I brought a little special treat. Wait, that is actually fucking hilarious if you baked those. We'll see. <laughs> who's wheel, your babe of the week? The wheels are turning. Mine are, mine's Mary-Kate Olsen, who's kind of an evergreen babe for me. I have always... I've been obsessed with Olsen twins now uh, for... 13 years mm-hmm. i mean i didn't care about them when they were michelle tanner or, or whatever yeah but uh the second they went to nyu i was on board i mm-hmm. went also like seniors in high school because that's when mary kate had anorexia right yeah yeah so i was really on board i thought their fashion was incredible i tried to dress like an olsen twin for the better part oh, of yeah. my 20s mm-hmm. and um and she's what i like about them is that they are these multimillionaires. They they're incredibly successful, but I truly believe that they are idiots. I mean, in a way that like they have you know they have an entertainment inter- education, mm-hmm. like they were raised on sets, and uh, I think that like they're like illiterate and stuff. Like like they can't speak. So my favorite thing to do is to go Google interviews with Mary Kate Olsen because she really can't talk. Mm-hmm. Like, and she sounds like she's on heroin all the time mm-hmm. and she gets like flummoxed and uses words the wrong way and takes long pauses. And she just, she truly sounds like she's barely functioning. So I, I want to play an interview. Okay. Can I do that? Yeah. Okay. So Mary Kate was in this movie called Beastly that no one saw except for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And she oh played, yeah, I know this interview. She it's played a classic she, MK. She played a a witch, of course, and uh, she gave <laughs> she did press for it, and she sounded like a true crazy person. She sounded like she took forty oxies, mm-hmm. basically. You know what I mean? And then chased them with like illiteracy. Okay, um, let's see. Also, here we go. Mary Kate Olsen Beastly interview. <laughs> okay. Uh, 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 uh. You're the most beautiful man I have ever met. <laughs> Vanessa Hodges. This song is really I good. Wait. I don't know. I think when first reading Kendra, she could have gone in so many different directions. Um, she could be witchy. She could just be a goth. And I think she was a bit more of an eccentric with, you know, any kind of... Uh, magical touch i think it's sort of the way she walks and talks and we um you know i think with most things it comes down to you know the little tiny details maybe something that wouldn't be very interesting to talk about but you know something that gets me in the scene whether it's the way i approach um kyle or speak to him, or the way I use my words. Um, you know, a lot of little details. I think usually once I get in the costume, I sort of just become her. And um, so I don't know how the extras think I'm, I am in real life, because when I get those shoes on, you know, it's a whole other story. Because we were doing our screen test today, so when I saw Alex as the Beast... <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, I know Alex's dad cried. Alex's dad cried. Was intense. Was that intense? Beastly. But it was so good. It was so well done. It. Um, She's talking about a movie starring Vanessa Hudgens. What um, this movie had the potential and has the potential to be. Because um, it was so real. I mean, I live for her. She can barely speak. She's his potential and direction. Direction. Like I, I had a, my stepmom's friend worked on, uh, this show that they did when they were teenagers called so little time. And she said that they were illiterate and it would take like hours to get through a table read because they could not read. Wow. I know. And now they're multimillionaires. (laughs) That's just me shooting myself. Well, yeah. 
<laughs> but no, it's weird. It's like everyone kind of treats them like these like visionary masterminds. And like I actually, I, I bet they are talented when it comes to fashion. Well, yeah, just I think that speaking, they definitely are. Just not speaking or acting. Well, or, they found their reading. niche. Yeah, they yeah. found something that that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm obsessed with her. Yeah. I also just love the cadence of her voice. She sounds like she's on true like black tar heroin. Mm-hmm. She's like she sounds she, like Alexis Nyers and pretty wild. Kind of. she talks. Yeah. Also, just none of that made sense. She was like, it's the details. It's the way I choose to look, talk. It's like, what are you saying? She's like, with a little bit of magic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. MK is iconic. Always has been. Always will be. I know. I fucking love her. I would kill to meet her. Kill. I don't know if she would wow as much in person. now, Now she looks like she got dunked in like pomade. And, like, she looks 85 years old. I mean, I saw a current picture of her when I was doing research for today's paper. <laughs> and she truly looks like an elderly woman. Mm-hmm. Like Maybe it's, it's a trick, though, to where, like, you look a lot older. And then once you get into your twilight years, then you end up looking younger. Or maybe she is 80. Yeah. <laughs> secretly 80. Or maybe that's just the... So that effects of smoking four packs a day. Yeah. I don't know what I don't it know. is, but it's like wild. Well, because we talked about how... It's wild, but I respect we think she's it. Had, she's had work done to make herself look older. Yeah. She's had like, I feel something In that way, she is a visionary. Cheeks. She's the first to ever do that. Yeah. So, so I respect it. Anyway, I love Mary-Kate. I love her. If she's listening. Yeah. Honey, I hope she's listening. Aren't you glad this is in a book? <laughs> <laughs> she's like... <laughs> she's like, sues you. <laughs> no. <laughs> She like shuts down. This podcast gets like shut down. It never comes back. I know. I get fired from my job. (laughs) It's like, oh my God. Anyway. (sighs) She's like, I'll never work in this town again. I know. She puts a curse on me like she did to Alex Pettifer in that movie. Beastly is a babe movie. Did you see it? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's I need to see it. Yeah. We should see it. She's, Mary Kate is truly insane. Mm -hmm. Like she, she's in weird outfits and she's just like fucking stoned out of her mind. Like can barely speak. It's Yeah. Yeah. Oh, pretty wild. Another season, one season reality. Yeah, that's show. what I was saying. Oh, right, right, right. Um, all right. Well, all right, well. <laughs> so <laughs> continue rating us. Um, there's this one podcast that I find to be really unfunny and it has more ratings than us and it's like making me steam with rage. So Ryan's very competitive. I, I do get weirdly competitive. He looks at literally every single review. I look at every once in a while, but I'm not. You don't read the reviews. They're I do, but funny. I don't. But it's like, do you hear that, fans? She doesn't read the reviews. Ryan. Anyway, so leave them for me. They're my bedtime stories. Yeah. Mm. All right. Bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.